What's up, y'all? <laughs> it's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the Taco Meat Troublemaker. <laughs> aka <laughs> that is thinking me out. <laughs> Oh man, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, that really took me out. AKA, oh man, where do I even go from there? AKA, the, uh, oh man, that threw me off. It really did. <laughs> AKA, the buttermilk bastard. <laughs> AKA, the undisputed, uncontested social distancing champion. Uh, I had another one. I had another one. I'm trying to remember it. Mm. Well, it's gone. AKA the Nicola Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, uh, episode 104 to be exact. Um, today's date is, uh, May 13th, 2021. Um, well, so we got some, got some, uh, interesting news today, at least, uh, specifically from the CDC, at least, uh, staying in touch with the world, world events more or less. But, um, so apparently the CDC says if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, uh, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. So, I mean, that, uh, well, you know, I'm just let that sink in for a second. Um, not like you could, uh, lie and say that you've been vaccinated and not actually be vaccinated and then therefore spread the virus uh, but you know, that would never, people wouldn't do that. People have sense, you know, especially the anti-vaxxers. Psh, no, they wouldn't do that. I don't think so. Not at all. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. The, um, you know, the, uh, infection rate won't go back up at all. If not worse and worser <laughs> than before. Not at all. Not at, not at all. Um, for uh, the audio listeners, I am, uh, <laughs> I am winking, uh, winking the hell out of my eye. I feel like I got a twitch, but, uh, but I digress. <laughs> I just realized that my camera angle, <laughs> my room camera angle, uh, I got, I got Chris Redfield's big ass head in the, <laughs> in the shot. Let me actually go back to it real quick. Chris just in the, in there in the left. It is. <laughs> it's like, what you doing? I'm sorry, switch. I gotta do this. That's funny. Um, I'm gonna leave it though. That's, that's, that's staying. Um, yeah. So, uh, also happy, uh, mass effect legendary edition Eve. Um, for a lot of my mass effect fans out there, that's, uh, going to come out soon. Um, I'll probably play it tomorrow. Um, you know, got a program, program, a damn, uh, 
program the uh my 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 uh biotic programming um you know just gotta <laughs> initiate mass effect protocol mm-hmm. commencing in old twelve hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. countdown <laughs> um yeah but in terms of the real world, not real world, but the gaming world, um, it's pretty interesting tidbits that came out since last episode. Um, so yeah, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Uh, first topic of discussion. Valve. We all know it. Steam. I love it. I want that steam all on my face. I don't know why I said that, but you know what? We just gonna let it go. Um, so apparently in a, uh, I believe a school interview, um, that Gabe Newell attended, I think he, to my understanding, he attended a school event, uh, where I guess he was, uh, interviewed and, uh, he let it slip. So I think the video, uh, recently got taken down, but, um, basically in the interview, uh, the kid, <laughs> kid acts, acts in the hard questions, acts, um, I think along the lines, like, do you, uh, will we see, uh, mass effect on actually, is this the video? Let me see. Actually, let's pull it up. We'll pull it up on video for, for the listeners. Let me link it. Pretty quick one. Will Steam be playing any games on consoles, or will it just stay on uh, PC? Uh, you will get a better idea of that by the end of this year. Uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. In the in the interviews, basically saying. Well, he just straight up, man, he just went there. He uh, basically yeah, asked if Steam games will uh, come to console. And, you know, <laughs> much respect to Gabe Newell with the being on the fly in terms of the uh, the questions. He must have had some some training. I would assume he basically said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, there's really no way around that. But so. Apparently, I mean, we might potentially get uh, Steam games on console. It's kind of crazy. Not necessarily like uh, um, unheard of or like, you know, unfathomable, but pretty cool, though. I'm curious, uh, at least in terms of the the, the various threads, uh, it seems the speculation is starting to... <laughs> Is, is, is going from a lot of ranges. It seems like the most popular is essentially Valve um, partnering with uh, Xbox with uh, Game Pass and vice versa. Uh, well, I think, you know, already really since um, Microsoft has been playing nice with Steam in terms of, you know, their exclusives like the Halo Master Chief Collection, uh, Gears 4 and 5, I believe, um, on there as well and a couple of their other uh, exclusive. So I think that's definitely sounds the most likely for sure. Um, 
<laughs> especially considering that uh what Gabe Newell prefers prefers uh the Xbox Series X over the PS5. So I mean I mean if that doesn't tell you, I don't know what will, clearly. I mean we'll see. We'll see. Um Yeah, I'm curious what I guess portal or how it would really work. I guess they might, they could do another, um, a orange box, maybe call it something else or just the orange box to the huge ass orange box where they have like literally the whole collection of steam games and maybe they'll maintain the support potentially. That's a lot of possibilities. Cross play with like uh, team fortress two and maybe left for dead, even though that, <laughs> that'll probably be a little awkward with, um, what back for blood, the, um, the people that used to work on left for dead making their own original thing. That'd be a little slightly awkward if that, uh, uh, comes to be, but I mean, it's their IP anyway. Uh, I would not be surprised, but I think I, I could definitely see game pass and, uh, steam both playing together. I could see that that being a, being a thing. Um, so we'll see, but I, I mean, that's pretty cool either way. Um, I'm definitely be down for that. Any, anything to add value to that train that is game pass. Cause, uh, it only, it's only getting bigger. It really is. It really is. Cool. Moving on. Final fantasy seven remake. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Axia. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, they should have never gave me this. <laughs> um, so Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. I gotta do it. Final Fan. Nope. Oh, damn it. Uh, did my EQ fuck up again? Come on. Come on. Why do you gotta... What? Uh, damn it. Son of a bitch. Uh, I do not feel like... I should've... Should've messed with that before. It's okay. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade. Actually, I could do the demon voice. Maybe I do. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. I guess that's that's somewhat of a substitute. Maybe I actually let me try God. Final Fantasy No. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. That just sounds like the devil, but echo. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. So, I guess for those that don't know, I have a Go XLR. Of course, I just wanted to be in the beta program. So, uh, of course, technical issues like these pop up. So what can you do either way? Final Fantasy seven remake integrate. Um, uh, they did announce that it's going to be exclusive to PS five for at least six months, at least going by the subheader, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, small print in the commercial, which is a uh, kind of crazy. Um, it, from a 
I guess, well, more so brings up a couple questions. Like we know at least the base game, Final Fantasy seven remake, I believe that had ex- exclusivity for a whole year, which should now be up um, since its release, I believe. So I'm guessing we'll probably hear something about that probably like come E3. Um, but how does this like come into play? I guess they would just release Final Fantasy seven remake uh, for Xbox and uh, PC or maybe maybe they have some. Well, yeah, they they do have it as console exclusive, so that could potentially still leave PC open if they announce that at like E3, most likely or summer summer games fest, whichever. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, well, we're, we're kind of used to it at this point, but, um, I think they also said regarding final fantasy seven, a remake integrate, <laughs> uh, the more I say it, it feels like a handful, but, um, it also will, um, the code, which is weird too, is like the code, for this is included with the PlayStation five version. So it's like, even if you were to get the PlayStation five version of this game that you would assume would include the disc, uh, or this would be included with the disc, uh, is uh, a download code. So a bit of a bummer with that. Also, uh, I'm hearing in regards to, uh, the trailer for, for the second trailer, I think they came out is uh, apparently super spoilery, which is kind of uh, unfortunate. Um, I think I saw something, but in my head, I'm trying to pretend I didn't see it, forget about it, uh, recess whatever I saw. So if that's any indication, then uh, you know it is fairly spoilery. So uh, uh, if you see it, don't, don't look at it like, you know, why do I want to say women? If you see it, don't, (laughs) uh, well, where do we go from here? Hmm. Where do we, where do we actually go? I don't know. Um, so yeah, Hey, just a PSA, you know, if you, uh, somebody who doesn't like to be spoiled, I'm trying not to get you spoiled, you know, cause you not milk. I don't know where I, why I said that, but you know what? Just gonna pretend. Just, just, just go with it. Just go with it. Moving on. Uh, next topic discussion. If I can. Lost judgment. We all know it. You know it. Uh, We talked about it last episode. Uh, Lost Judgment was uh, (laughs) basically it got leaked uh, in terms of the news. So um, we saw it come either way, but we got a couple more details now that they officially announced it uh, since then. Um, Coming uh, September 24th, uh, worldwide uh, release, which is kind of surreal. I think Yakuza, no, like a dragon did stagger as well. I think it came out in Japan in December of 
or was it March? But I know for sure, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon came, um, came out, uh, earlier than, uh, the West. Cause I think the West version came out, uh, December of last year. So <clears throat> that is the first, I think for, uh, Yakuza to, uh, actually start, you know, having a worldwide release, which is, is good to see as a, as a big fan of their games. Um, it's, that's really good to see now that, now that this, uh, series is catching on. Um, I'm definitely, I'm proud. I'm happy. I'm happy that we can all collectively, um, witness experience <laughs> the greatness that is lost judgment. Um, also the English dub is coming back for those dub lovers. Uh, you covered. Okay. You cover, you want to see them lips move and they, they actually say it. <laughs> that is the most, that is the most ignorant description. <laughs> hey, uh, if you want to see them lips move and you want to, want them to see it. Oh my God. Ah, wow. <laughs> Just uh, so ignorant. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that, wow. Well, <laughs> if you, if you want to see them lips move and experience it, we got you. All right. <laughs> uh, one thing that just, um, I'm just now getting to and seeing that, uh, definitely got my attention. Uh, there's actually a new combat style based on Perry's called snake. Uh, if you don't know, um, I'm a sucker for some parries. Okay. Uh, any fighting game that got a parry best believe I'm pairing your ass multiple times. It, you better keep your aggressive ass away from me. Cause I'm pairing your ass every damn time. Just let that be known. Um, I may have shouldn't have revealed that, but I did. Okay. So, Hey, you got the advantage, but Hey, I'm a, I, I could switch it up on you. So let that be known. Okay. I will parry you. <laughs> um, so that's cool, man. Oh, Komaki tiger drops all over again. Oh, I can't wait. Um, also Kamarocho and Ijincho will be available as the, uh, locales. I think was Ijincho. I guess that was in the original one. That must be, I'm assuming. So, New mini games, of course, boxing, dancing, robot battles have been added. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. Kaiju, Mecha, you know, I know that's big in Japan, so I could see it. I'm curious about this boxing though. Uh, maybe I need to watch the trailer. Uh, hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I didn't see any of these details, but this was probably grabbed from the interview or something, but ah. <sighs> I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you had me at Perry's. You really, you really did. So I know in the original game, he had two fighting styles. So now he has three and that's going to make, make the combat way more interesting, kind of more akin to Yakuza zero and Kwame. So, okay. All right. All right. RGG studios. Okay. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. So yeah, hey, 
uh, we pushing that Ryu Gago Toku agenda. I'm just letting it be known. All right. Just letting it be known. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Have you played a Ryu Gago Toku game today? <laughs> uh, I'm just walking. <laughs> I know we made the joke your last episode. I'm walking. I'm walking with my boss coffee shirt with Kiryu on it, <laughs> going door to door. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Have you have you played Ryu Gago Toku today? <laughs> so dumb. Oh man, that is so dumb. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I really do. Oh man. Hmm. That is funny. Okay, funny to me. I'm sorry. Let me <laughs> let me rephrase. Um. Yeah, so additional details to a Lost Judgment as well is that they're also going to give, uh, it's also going to be a season pass along with DLC specifically for sub stories, which RGG, they, they, they smart, they smart. Um, for those that may not know, uh, sub stories for the, for these, uh, games are probably some of the best, uh, side quest side content of any game I've played, um, just the, the, the comedy creativity, even some very like heart wrenching, uh, you know, backstories and, 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 you know, interesting plot developments and details. So, uh, they smart. If, 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 it, if it actually, if they actually execute these and these are some of the best ones, I mean, they know what they're doing. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, at least they detailed the, the, um, roadmap. <laughs> the detective life fun pack plan to be released simultaneously with the main game. Uh, this DLC pack will help you enjoy the main story and side content to the fullest. I'm not sure that, 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 that feels a little icky to me, you know, uh, having DLC alongside the main game, but I mean, maybe they're developing it still as the game releases. That's okay. But I don't know the fact that they, uh, I don't know. That seems like they have it fully fleshed out that they might as well wait, but I, I guess I understand it. I, actually, it does make sense though when you think about it because at least personally, how I play Yakuza is generally I will play the main story um, and then try to look for any side stories and then play on the next chapter and then do it in that kind of cadence. But when you put it this way, I think it would keep people coming back to actually play the, uh, game. Um, and you know, kind of keep coming back after just, you know, dropping and after being done with it. So ideally I'm assuming that they have, uh, this is actually still in the works as the game gets released. Um, otherwise, yeah, that would be a little icky, but I mean, I ain't going, I'm not going to say I'm going, I'm not going to buy it cause I would still. So, I mean, what does that tell you about me? I guess, but I digress. <laughs> the <laughs> the school stories fun pack. This DLC pack provides additional content so you can thoroughly indulge in all that school stories has to offer. I I don't. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. That feels a little uh a little creepy. You know, kind of like, uh, I mean, I know that's apparently big in Japan, not no offense to Japan culture, but you know, 
the whole <laughs> it does feel like every Japanese uh you know anime story slice of life uh, generally revolves around high school <laughs> um but I, I I don't understand that fascination but I mean it, it it do be some interesting plot details so I mean I'm 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 kind of neutralizing myself I guess but and then additional story, fully packed additional story. That's it. I think this was translated. I don't want to say, but um, it's pretty. That's pretty interesting. I mean, if we get a very substantial amount of DLC, or I mean, uh, uh, sub stories in the base game, on top of this additional DLC that'll add, you know, I would assume more sub stories as well as maybe some cool little like costumes and knickknacks, whatever. Um, hey. I'm invested. I'm invested. I'm very invested. You have my, <laughs> at first you had my, uh, curiosity, but now you have my attention. That is my, this is my attempt at, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Southern accent. And which is, uh, you know, Hey, you be the judge <laughs> judgment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm up. <laughs> uh, cue the Joker bad joke meme. Um, keeping in line with that Ryuga Gotoku agenda, we have some more, uh, more very sad actually. I personally, uh, news regarding the, uh, future of Ryu Ga Gotoku, the mainline series, AKA Yakuza. So in an interview with, uh, IGN with, uh, Tashihiro Nagoshi, the, basically the, the father of the Yakuza slash judgment games. Um, he basically confirmed that the Yakuza series will remain turn-based uh, while judgment will focus on the action slash AKA beat em up, um, you know, angle, which, uh, I mean, you've, I, we've talked about this before in a couple episodes, I want to say, but this is, uh, this is what I feared would happen is actually happening where, uh, as somebody who's a fan of the, uh, beat em up, Yakuza games, basically one zero zero through six. Um, this kind of, this is kind of sad. I, uh, will never be able to tiger drop, uh, anybody again. Um, well, I guess technically regardless because Kiryu's no longer the main character, but you know what I mean? Um, it's feels very bad, man. Um, it, I mean, but I, at the same time, I get it because, uh, apparently Yakuza seven is the best selling Yakuza game in the series to date, I believe. Um, so, you know, I mean, people that otherwise wouldn't play it have played it because it has changed to be a, um, a turn-based RPG, which as somebody who does enjoy turn-based RPGs, uh, you know, playing, playing seven, 
I did enjoy it, but I, in the back of my head as you know, having a prior, uh, experience with the previous beat em up, uh, versions of the game, it's, it just, I just want just that, just that feeling inside just made me want to, you know, fully interact and, you know, be able to parry and punch people in the throats. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie as a, as a long time fan of the series and important the games because Sega wasn't acting right and not actually, um, not actually, um, bringing these games to the West in a timely manner, at least what, like, I think Yakuza zero is the one that stands out that took like, I think, was it four years? It was either two or four, four years. I think three, I think it was three years. I think it originally came out in Japan in 2012 and then didn't even get localized and come to the West until like 2015. Um, but then, yeah, now to, <laughs> it's funny now that actually is uh catching on with people in the West. <laughs> it's now, uh, yeah. So now we're going to be a turn-based RPG, right? You, you guys like that, right? Huh? Yeah. You want to, want to, uh, take turns, right? <laughs> you you want to, you want to go, you want to go first or last, right? Huh? I don't know what this person is, but, uh, uh, man, that, ah, that kind of, <laughs> kind of putting that in perspective, that does kind of, ah, that kind of hurts now more, more than I think about it, but yeah. So, uh, it, it, it really hurts. Um, and it's like, I, the moment that this happened, I was like, I know they're going to freaking stick with it. And, and what do you know? The next Yakuza is going to be turn-based as well. Probably now, especially now that they basically essentially established the games as, um, they, uh, you know, established the, 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 this one with a new set of characters, uh, main characters. Now it's like they already got the templates set in place. It It's, yeah, I don't, it's very hard to see them changing it. Um, maybe, maybe if I'm hopeful, they might give you an option to go like, um, ah, but I, yeah, I guess I, it's hard to see if they would even, you know, give you the option if you want to play it active or turn-based because it's like the engine feels like you could totally implement both and, you know, depending on your preference, you can, kind of even similar to final fantasy seven remake where, you know, uh, you can actually choose to play turn-based. They just control automatically, which is what it does feel like when you're playing Yakuza seven is that they're basically essentially just being auto controlled, but it would be cool. Like you can actually, you know, like traditional Yakuza games, you can actually fully interact and parry and, uh, I guess you could technically parry from a turn-based standpoint, but it's just not the same. You don't get the full interactivity that I personally at least desire. So <sighs> it hurts. It hurts. Yakuza, I, I, I've been with you through thick and thin, and this is how you do me. This is how you do. This is how you do me. 
Uh, well, it's okay. It's okay. It's not okay, but I mean, it's, it's not okay, but it's okay. It's okay, Yakuza. I'll still stand by your side. You do have very funny, very, uh, interesting side story, sub stories. Um, so that's, that's what keeps me going. You know, it's what keeps me, <laughs> keeps my heart beating, Yakuza. I can't, I can't quit you. I can't quit. <laughs> I can't quit you. Um, I mean, but on the other side, at least we do have judgment that will still, uh, carry the, the beat em up Ryugago Toku beat em up mantle. So we at least have that. So, I mean, that's kind of what I think we speculated as well, which it's, it's not ideal, but I mean, I'm, I can accept it. I can accept it. I did. Again, I did enjoy Yakuza seven. Um, just not, I felt like I would have enjoyed it way more if it actually was a beat em up. So it, uh, it's still, it's still coming, coming to terms with it. Um, the reality is setting in, um, but you know what? It's, it's fine. It's fine. I keep telling myself (laughs) just to, just to reinforce it. I just, I just keep saying it because I wanted to, I just wanted to be so bad. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. I feel like I'm at a, (laughs) I feel like I'm at a funeral. Uh, I mean, essentially really, really is. Moving on. PlayStation five. You probably don't have one. I mean, well, I'm being realistic. I'm not trying to be, be, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, is it, it's pretentious. Is that, is that what I'm, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> to make you uh more salty about not having a PS five, uh, PlayStation today revealed, uh, two new colors. Uh, you get your midnight black, which is pretty much what everybody wanted to begin with, uh, as an initial PS five, as well as, uh, cosmic red. Uh, I mean, from a, from a visual standpoint, they do look pretty dope. Um, maybe it's just because we've not seen a different color outside of <laughs> the orange and black, or, I mean, white and black. So, but th- it does look pretty cool. What is interesting as well is that, uh, these controllers are set to release in June, June 11th or so, which of course is generally around E3 time. So I think, I think what a a lot of the collective speculation is, uh, myself included is that, uh, they're probably going to reveal, uh, face plates for your PlayStation five, where you can actually, you know, bundle these with the, um, the black midnight black PlayStation, uh, face plates or the cosmic red PlayStation five face plates. It makes sense, especially now with all the, you know, companies, uh, color wear, I think uh, D brand that are making it, uh, (laughs) basically for them and getting in on some of that money. Um, 
I could definitely see PlayStation, you know, uh, I guess beating them to the punch. Um, technically, even though they're still releasing their own or have done it already, but I think that's a given. I feel like that's pretty much the, how they designed it anyway. So, I mean, it's it, I think it's a given. We'll probably get face plates to fully customize your uh, PlayStation five. Well, when you're able to get one, but I could see that along with the announcement of the, um, the SSD, uh, storage, additional storage for the PlayStation five that I think that kind of makes sense that, uh, you know, <laughs> since you're going to uh, open up your pay- PlayStation five anyway, you might as well swap out the, uh, the faceplate um, for it. So, uh, Hey, it's cool. I mean, I guess you could still use the dual dual sense for like your iPhone. I think they, they recently revealed that update that for, um, they added support for dual sense for the iPhone. And of course, uh, PC has always been a thing still. So cool again, uh, kind of bittersweet. And, you know, I think, uh, uh, um, what is it? A, a middle finger in the face of people that, uh, still can't get a PlayStation five that are trying to get one or, you know, it being very difficult, but again, I, I wish everybody that is, uh, at least on the hunt for one, the best of luck. Um, cause, uh, it, it, it's rough. I think I got lucky personally, uh, you know, taking advantage of that, the, the, <laughs> what, what was it? The lack of an announcement. And I was like, Oh, let me get on this. Cause I know it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to happen, but you know, um, I'm, I'm still a little, uh, hurt that we don't, we didn't get a blue one to round it out. Why would they just have black and red and not blue, which is generally their, somewhat iconic color. Maybe I guess they didn't want it to clap. No, that I can't even say that. Cause they obviously released blue controls for the PlayStation four, which generally has a traditionally blue kind of, um, out, uh, lighting as well. But who knows? It's, it's like, <laughs> like blue isn't even a color to y'all PlayStation. You got it in your damn logo. You're not going, you're just going to do red and black, but not blue initially. I assume it's going to come down the road, but Hey, I'm sorry. I'm being nitpicky, but it's, I'm just saying you got, you got black, you got red. Why not just put blue in it? Those are probably the most common colors, you know, known to man, but I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny. It's funny to me. Moving on. <laughs> Um, zombies ate my neighbors. They did the zombies. They ate my neighbors. So for those that may not though, probably the, one of the popular games, I'd say for the SNES Genesis era, um, zombies ate my neighbors, uh, got announced today, uh, to come for current consoles, uh, switch PS4 and, uh, Xbox and uh steam i believe as well uh but hey zombies ate my neighbors it's pretty it's it, i'd say it's a classic for a lot of people i personally i played it a good amount um i got my ass i, I don't think i ever beat the game i think it had a insane, insane amount of levels i remember uh 
I, I forgot the format seemed like it was like um survival base where you can it was like an infinite amount technically of levels but maybe I, I might be wrong on that but they claim it's 70 levels so maybe they just like after level 70 they just go random i don't know but then there additionally they refer to ghoul patrol which i'm not familiar with or was it actually ghoul patrol yeah ghoul patrol actually let me look that up real quick because i'm not i'm unclear about what that is if that's essentially Cause it's weird. They never, they just show zombies ain't my neighbors. They didn't really show the gameplay of ghoul patrol, but yeah, it looks like just the direct sequel to zombies ain't my neighbors. It looks like the two main characters, Zeke and Julie grown up, growed it up. So interesting. I guess they maybe are waiting to show that later. They haven't, um, done work on it yet. Potentially interesting. I guess I never played that. I never played or heard of it, but yeah, I guess that's the technically a sequel to Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. So you're going to get that bundle. And uh, I guess this is being done by Dot EMU, who have, uh, I know they had their hand in uh, one of the best revivals uh, of recent memory, Streets of Rage 4. Um, and I think there's also for you physical lovers, uh, going to be a limited run release of the, uh, of this as well, which definitely as on my radar, I'm just, I'm just saying, but, um, cool. Hey, love me. I love me some zombies ain't my neighbors. Um, this is random, <laughs> random as hell, but, uh, the baby's getting killed. Always, always wrecked me for some reason. Just like, I felt like this was, it was kind of risky. It was kind of like some Mortal Kombat stuff. Just like, you know, when they die and then they turn into a ghost, it's like, damn, that's kind of morbid. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> random, random stream of thought, but hey, there you go. Cool, cool. And I think, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> how can I forget? How could I, I almost forgot, almost forgot. Uh, next topic. Um, actually that's why I didn't actually include it. Shameful of me. Shameful. Um, there's actually a big, uh, big release coming. That's actually dropped that, um, I really failed to mention. I it's, I didn't even do it justice because I should have. I really should have because this is one of the best games known to man and one of the best series I've played it when I was younger, uh, especially in school, uh, when I shouldn't have, but, um, I mean, it's, I mean, oh my God, like <sighs> legend of Zelda, get out the way, Mario, <laughs> What, um, uh, Mario Kart, pff, get out of here. Freaking Metroid. I I take this over Metroid. I'm just saying. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking about calculator, baby. 
<laughs> so a uh, calculator <laughs> uh, basically dropping on the switch Nintendo switch. Yes, you can uh, have a fully functioning calculator on your Nintendo switch. It's crazy. I know it's available now. Nine ninety nine calculator on your switch. Texas instruments. You need to be worried. Okay. You about to get put out of business. <laughs> Calculus. Whew. Calculus is, oof. you got a switch with a calculator on it. Ugh, get out of here. All right. Casio, it's over for you. All right. Freaking, uh, what's another, one of the calculator company. I mean, <laughs> I'm going all the way with this joke. I don't care. I'm going all the way with it. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Uh, Hewlett Packard, get out of here. Get going another business. This territory is no longer yours. Sharp, stick to TVs. <laughs> Canon, stick with your damn printers. It's over for you as well. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah. Uh. Oh. Oh. It, get this. You can uh do calculator in TV mode tabletop mode as well as handheld mode <sighs> like come on now can 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 breath of the wild do this no okay i mean okay it can maybe do tv all those modes but can breath of the wild divide eight eight by by two no okay can uh can super mario um you know find the Pythagorean theorem of, of 56. No. Okay. Can, can, uh, freaking, um, can Metroid do, do the divide by pi? No. So get your, get yourself calculator for Nintendo switch. All right. Damn. Oh man. Okay. I, 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 that, that needed to be done. Okay. That needed to be done. Um, I think we're all aware of the, the immense amount of shovelware that, uh, the Nintendo switch gets, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, on top of it, it's just straight up generic <laughs> <It's just> calculator. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted calculator justice of fingers. I don't <laughs> That's kind of, I do kind of like that. Uh, uh, let me, I, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to do that. I'm going to, this is neat. Just, I, I need to do this. Calculator. Fingers of justice. Oh, I like that. I do. It's missed opportunity. Who's the company that Sabek? Come on now. Come on now. You're on a Nintendo switch. Let's get creative here. Actually, let's, <laughs> I need to do this. All right. I'm doing this for me. I wonder if they have a Twitter. Uh, Sab economics. No, I don't think. Disappointing 
They do have a company profile on Nintendo Life. Is that no? That that that's nothing. Disappointed, Sabic. Come on now. See, they could have got a lot more publicity and. Well, yeah, just in general, publicity and sales. If they had a Twitter and they was hyping it up. <sighs> Come on, Sabic. Come on now. You 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 guys are better than this. But hey, you know what? I mean, nine ninety nine. You could uh multiply, divide. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally to your heart's content until you pass out. Now with calculator for Nintendo Switch. Come on now. You can divide, multiply actually, eight by eight on your TV. Come on, who doesn't want to do <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't keep it up. Okay. Uh, is that, that's what, that's what he said? Yeah, let's, 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 uh, you know, narrow down the, the, the range, I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> ah, calculator. <laughs> I don't know why that is taking me out. It's, ah, oh, it's so funny to me. This <laughs> calculator. <laughs> oh, Texas Instruments about to be hurting. <laughs> Oh man, that is, that should not be taking me out as much as it is, but it really, oh, that, that displeases me so much. Um, so with that, uh, that final greatness of a game, game of the year, clearly I'm actually, I'm put on my game of the year list right now. Cause, uh, we clearly know that's going to be a contender. People, people buying switches just for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh man, that, that, that should not entertain me as much as it is, but it really is. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Oh, why is this taking me out so much? Oh man. Okay. With that, with that being, being said that, that concludes the news this episode so let's get into uh get into what i've been playing and um you already know resident evil well always am conflicted technically it's both resident evil 8 aka resident evil village um dropped last friday pretty much the only game I've been playing <laughs> since it dropped. Uh, I beat it, uh, last weekend, but now I, I, um, I'm, I beat it on PC last weekend on normal. Uh, I'm now playing it on, um, hardcore about to beat it again on, um, uh, PlayStation five. Uh, <laughs> as you could tell by <laughs> Chris, Chris Redfield, uh, lurking, lurking at the back of my head in the, in the, uh, the room shot. Um, I'm sorry, Ethan. <laughs> I'm sorry, switch. Um, yeah. So 
where do I start? So I guess before I get into spoilers, I'm just going to just roughly generally talk about the game, my impressions to not spoil anything. But then uh, when we get to that point, I'll, I'll let you know in terms of when we get into spoiler territory. But as somebody um, at least to provide a little bit about, um, excuse me, Mike, I'm sorry, I'm just hitting the mic everywhere. Um, to provide a little bit of backstory in terms of, um, I guess, well, I think it's at least if, if, uh, you've listened to my previous podcast, uh, I am a big, huge Resident Evil fan, um, played everyone, even the, you know, not so great ones. And of course the side stuff and, and whatnot, but, uh, personally, uh, Resident Evil seven specifically, which is, I think this is probably the closest, I guess, reference point did not really enjoy it. It's probably the only Resident Evil. I, I literally didn't play again. Never didn't have necessarily any desire to play again. I played the DLCs that came out the, um, and the Zoe DLC and not a hero DLC, but, uh, and I think the birthday tapes or whatever, and those were actually pretty good, but in terms of the main game, it's probably the only Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, the only mainline Resident Evil I've never played more than once, I'd say. Which, for those that may not know, Resident Evil games are generally pretty replay friendly slash, I guess. Mm, I, I don't want to necessarily say encouraged, but they do have a lot of replayability, which in turn, personally, I tend to have at least replay them at least once or twice. But yeah, just for Resident Evil seven. I don't know, man. I think it's just probably my biggest gripe is the first person camera angle. Um, uh, just as a Resident Evil purist, uh, really enjoying the nostalgic static camera feel, uh, feel like Resident Evil seven, just change majority of the, I guess more, most of the, the things that I cared about when it came comes to like, you know, camera perspective and, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I just felt like first person for resident evil game just doesn't feel right. If that makes sense. You know, just when I think of resident evil, I think of, of course, zombies to some extent, of course they've, uh, you know, dabbled with other, enemies and stuff, but, um, yeah, just, uh, zombies ideally generally, um, to some extent, um, bio organic weapons, uh, static camera angles with, of course, the exception of a third person camera angle, which I think is fine is a totally fine compromise. Um, and of course item, uh, item resource management, um, puzzles and maybe a little, throw a little bit of uh, that corniness in there, you know, pour a little, pour some corny, corny voice, voice acting in there a little bit. And I think that I, at least for me personally, that, that at least, um, generally is my, uh, my ideal, uh, pillars of resident evil more or less. Um, with that in mind, 
uh, in terms of, you know, Resident Evil 7, which it did a lot of good things, uh, at least especially the earlier parts, but I think it definitely fell apart when, you know, um, you get to the, towards the end of the game, uh, which I mean, at some point I'm probably going to replay it. Uh, I tried, at least I was going to plan to play it before RE8 come out, comes out, came out, but did not, uh, not get to it. But I think if anything, Resident Evil 8 did make me want to replay seven to, to kind of maybe solidify my thoughts on it. But yeah, at least knowing that that's kind of, uh, my thoughts on Resident Evil seven did not like, uh, Ethan Winters as a character. He just felt very generic and bland. And I think the fact that, uh, it, it is first person, I think that does in turn, um, it, uh, it really uh, inhibited my connection or at least any chance of me having a connection with him. I felt, um, it's just like you technically, you still don't know what he looks like, even though, you know, there's the fan art and stuff of what he technically based off of very vague pictures should look like, but yeah. So, you know, the, the lack of the enemy variety was a big, big, uh, annoyance as well. Um, so yeah, just at least all that known with Resident Evil seven, um, going into Resident Evil eight, um, after fully beating the game, I will say I definitely enjoyed it way more, um, than Resident Evil seven for sure. Um, Ethan winners is a way more is definitely better in a lot of fronts. Um, you know, he's kind of gotten uh, a little bit of the corny, uh, re corniness here and there. Um, I'd say even with a little bit of nineties action character, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess attempts at, uh, f- phrases basically. Um, so you have that as well. Um, yeah, I'd say, uh, it's, it's a lot to kind of decompress, I guess, <laughs> kind of thinking about it more, but um, I definitely love the environments. Uh, the graphics look, look excellent. Um, really good use of HDR and, um, just next gen graphics. Uh, everything looks very believable, interesting. Um, it looks like <laughs> I'm gonna refer to a, a steam review. <laughs> so funny. It makes you feel like you're in a village. <laughs> For some reason that was taking me out. Basically there was a steam review of, there was a steam review of Resident Evil Village. And it was <laughs> the person literally said, <laughs> it, it makes you feel like you're in a village. <laughs> Somebody was on the fence. Ah, oh, man, thanks. That's, that's what I needed. And I was looking for a game where I wanted to feel like I'm in a village. <laughs> oh man, that, that like, that threw me for a loop, man. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I do agree with that. That review, it does make you feel like you're in a village. Um, there, the, uh, the, the exploration I felt was very, definitely one of the best exploration, uh, aspects in a Resident Evil game for sure. Um, it, it felt so good for some reason. It just felt very fulfilling for some reason. I don't know, maybe just the mental space I'm I'm at, I don't know, but it just, for some reason, just felt really good. I don't know. Just the exploration. Maybe I think that's in turn with the graphics and the uh, overall feel of the game, but 
yeah, the exploration just felt very good in terms, you know, just little knickknacks, uh, the hunting aspects. Um, for those that may not know, there's hunting technically in a game where basically you hunt enemies to um, get buffs, like uh, basically uh, health increase, max health increase. Um, when you defend, uh, how much damage you take from, uh, blocking like Resident Evil seven. Um, yeah. So there's that, uh, additionally, there's the, um, the aiming, I guess the, and I guess that's one thing I want to touch on specifically the aiming in the game. I think, uh, you definitely want to mess with the aiming. Cause I feel like that's literally everything in this game. So on PC, I play, uh, I play controller like a scrub, even though technically now after the fact I'm after playing the whole game, I'm like, I probably should have played with a uh, mouse and keyboard. Cause clearly, I mean, it's a first person shooter. So, um, but, uh, controller wise, I do recommend you turn off, uh, camera acceleration and I think player acceleration. Uh, I felt like I was missing way more shots than I should as somebody who plays a lot of first person shooters and like, like uh call of duty games and stuff. I generally have the, the sensitivity on pretty much almost close to the max. Like I kind of, I, I go back and forth depending on how I'm feeling, but I'm generally around the 10 to 12 sensitivity area. So <laughs> at least going into this, this game, I'm like, okay, First person shooter, I'm used to this. Let me, I cranked everything up to nine, at least nine is I think is the max for this game. And it, uh, it didn't, f it, it, I'm not sure to describe, it just felt off at least when I was playing and I played that way <laughs> the whole, uh, my first playthrough, which, uh, at least I think that definitely, uh, factored into my enjoyment of the game. Um, cause at least how the enemy mo enemies move similar to resident evil four, but I think even to a more extreme extent where the enemies, they move way more drastically than they, you know, would in four where they like, it's like, Oh, you're just playing with me now. We're like, you know, they'll, they'll dart to the left and you move the curse to the left, but then they'll immediately dart to the right where they make it very difficult. And then on top of that, they close in on you really fast. So, Either way, I, I recommend you definitely, I think they're IGN, uh, uh, somebody within IGN, they posted something on Twitter about this recommended settings, which, uh, is to turn the, uh, acceleration, I think camera acceleration, player acceleration off. Uh, I had it to strong and then turn the, uh, aiming sensitivity, I think the three, I kind of messed with it. I think I cranked it up one more notch. I want to say the four and I think the camera sensitivity the seven, but either way, I think the point uh, I'm trying to make is that you, I highly emphasize that you should mess and play around with the aim in a bit more. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I guess I just accepted it and I was like, this is probably the best I'll get. But I think that definitely uh, in my second playthrough of, of playing it and messing with the, the controls a bit more, the aiming felt way better. And I was, I felt I was way more accurate with my, uh, you know, shots and stuff, actually getting headshots more accurately and stuff like that. So, uh, at least, to you know, somebody who's, uh, coming in first, I'd say that another factor, uh, personally, if, well, 
I guess more so if you played or had history with previous Resident Evil games, I highly recommend that you play on hardcore. Um, don't let the, the difficulty name fool you. I think this is, I, I believe this is definitely the de- definitive like Resident Evil experience that you should play it on. Um, you know, at least going back to the pillars of, that I think that are, uh, what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil is item management, um, item management. Um, what else? Yeah. Scarcity item management, which I guess kind of comes in the same realm as well as, uh, you know, punishing difficulty of, of the enemies where you, uh, you know, you're definitely punished for making the wrong decision, which I I feel like this definitely does. Uh, but not to the point where it's frustrating, which, (laughs) um, I, I tried, I made an attempt at least to stream on Twitch, uh, this past weekend, I want to say, and I tried, I was like, okay, I beat normal. You know what? Let's skip hardcore. Let me go to, uh, what I guess what's considered the hardest mode village of the shadows mode, where I believe like some of the later enemies you actually see, uh, earlier in the, in the, in the, in the game. Um, and that shit was hard as hell, but I think that's just a common thing too, with hardcore is like the initial, like battle you're going to is hard as hell. Just let that be known. Um, it is hard regardless, uh, I guess with the exception of standards. So I do recommend hardcore cause I feel like I find myself enjoying it way more now than I did the first playthrough. Um, let alone even doing a second playthrough was any indication there. So overall, I definitely, uh, enjoyed this for sure. Way more than seven. I, I, I have a hard time comparing this to comparing this to the other resident evils. Cause I feel like I'm biased in terms of generally preferring, uh, the third person camera angle way more than first person. So I think that alone and of itself, um, highly factors into my enjoy, well, not enjoyment, but comparison of would I rather play this over, some of the other resident evils, which I, I I go back and forth and I'm not sure. I feel like partially I potentially will want to play six over this one. But I, again, I feel like that's not fair because it's like based off the camera angle alone, uh, that would be why, especially as Leon Leon's campaign, uh, in six, I, 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 I am maybe one of the, minorities that did enjoy that. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still indifferent about it now after I beat it. Uh, uh, after I beat it, I plan to tonight that, um, I don't know. I'm still uh, on the fence about it, but as a resident evil game, I think it's very good. Um, lady Demetresque, I feel like you know, considering the, the hyped up and, uh, media, uh, the marketing standpoint of like, you got the impression that she was going to be like the consistent enemy or, you know, at least the main enemy. And that's definitely not the case, uh, as well, but yeah. Um, which is disappointing. Cause I mean, you know, I want to, I wanted to get stepped on and love every second of it. I wanted her to 
you know, suck my blood. <laughs> um, you know, um, wanted her to eat me up. You eat. I don't, you get what I'm saying. You pick it up what I'm putting down. Um, yeah. So that, that was a little disappointing. Uh, but in terms of just the traditional length, I felt it was pretty good. It felt it didn't necessarily overstay as welcome. Welcome with the, I guess, exception of another of uh, the towards the last segment of the game um, where I feel like it, it could have been trimmed, trimmed a little bit more there. But as a whole, I think it's definitely a pretty good Resident Evil game. Very solid. I did. I did enjoy it. I mean, I'm playing it a, a second time, which is for a Resident Evil game. I think that's definitely a good indication of it being good. It does seem to have a lot of replayability. I uh, have not played the uh, Mercenaries mode um, for this yet. Uh, I do plan to play that as well. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess now just to get into spoiler territory for Resident Evil 8. Uh, again, uh, spoilers for Resident Evil 8. Um, now's your time to, uh, if you haven't played the game or plan to, that uh, we about to, we about to spoil it. Um, so I guess when it comes to the, uh, the story of Resident Evil Village, <sighs> I guess that's free to watch an indication of how I feel about it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, st- I'm still processing it, but it's like, it could use some work. The story. Um, I think it mainly falls apart towards the, the end where, um, basically, uh, you find out towards the end that, uh, Ethan winters, is actually was actually dead is actually been dead since resident evil seven. And technically he's a mold monster basically, essentially. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. It's fine, I guess. But then I guess the fact that he actually dies in this, uh, I guess that it's pretty apparent that, um, it's, it's hard to, uh, it, it kind of devalues that whole, I guess, plot point, but I guess technically that was to, to insinuate at least that, uh, Ethan's daughter Rose has, is born with this ability as well. Um, which they do, I guess, kind of hint at towards the end. And then they basically solidified that Ethan is dead. That's saying this is the end of the story for the father or something like that. Um, and then it seems to highly suggest that Rose is going to be the main character for resident evil nine. But then at that, the ending left a lot of questions and like, so did we time jump or did, I guess, uh, some of the rumors I, I heard online is that, or speculation, at least that, uh, Rose is actually, how her condition makes her age quick, quicker or something like that. And that's why she's able to, that's why she looks older in a short amount of time. So I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. 
But uh, yeah, and then there was some random dude that's that stopped. They stopped by the the car towards the end of the, the credits. I, I I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, the ending just uh was weird, man. Yeah, I'm 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 a bit concerned what where what where they're gonna go with nine, but hopefully it's not not uh I guess we'll <laughs> we'll find that out later in what two 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 three years from now. Um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, story wise, it just it was and then there's the whole thing with uh Chris where I, I, I to some extent I understand I understand why they did it, but they, (laughs) you know, uh, I mean, I think everybody do first (laughs) off the bat that, you know, Chris killing Mia or I forgot that was the whole thing too, that technically that wasn't Mia. That was a mother Miranda in, uh, disguised as Mia, which is, you know, that's of course typical. Of course, of course, of course that's the case. (laughs) So I don't know. I have, I have my reservations about that as well. I mean, but yeah, the whole like killing Mia and like from a very practical standpoint, you going to kill somebody's wife. (laughs) You had a baby with this person and you're not going to tell them why you did it. You're not going to, you don't think you owe them an explanation as to why you killed what, who they thought is their wife, you know, their loved one. You wouldn't tell them that you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just give them something, some hint. Like I, I need to do this, Ethan, this, this, this must be done or so, I mean, after the fact, it's like, eh, I'm not sure I feel about that either. It's, it feel felt a little uh contrived i think is what i'm looking for it just felt i don't know it it felt tacked on i think and that kind of makes sense since uh i know technically this was supposed to be resident evil revelations 3 uh but they they said it was so good that it, they made it a mainline resident evil 8 and i guess that does touch on Chris Redfield, who technically doesn't is not in the in this game that much as much as again, <laughs> similar to Lady D, that uh he's at least prepped up to be a very pivotal, pivotal, uh pivotal, pivot pivotal uh character in this as well. Um, but he's barely in the game as well, which definitely makes me think that he was just tacked on to kind of add some substance to this uh, what would have been a side story game. Um, yeah, it just, yeah, it just, uh, did not necessarily work for me in terms of that. Then, then, uh, towards the, which that's another gripe now that I'm, I'm thinking about it too, is like towards the end of the game, you do see the, uh, you get the, um, they revealed that uh, Mother Miranda actually was a mentor to uh, Oswell Spencer, who's of course the technically the mastermind behind the the, the events of the first Resident Evil. Uh, so they make it 
that basically he like got inspiration for the umbrella logo from mother Miranda's, uh, village, uh, after, you know, being under her for, um, uh, for, you know, whatever specified amount of time. So, uh, and then how they, how they, uh, revealed that was through, a, a file that you read. No, no video or, you know, no, no, no cassette tape, <laughs> no VHS or nothing. Just, just a file is how you reveal that. So that in of itself additionally adds to like the tacked on, you know, second thought of it, you know, I feel like it felt like that needed more weight to it, which didn't, did not feel like that's the case. So yeah. Um, (laughs) then of course, which was weird, but I mean, you know, the, I guess to, to add more emphasis to the point where they, you know, they faked out Ethan's death, but like, Oh yeah, he's alive. Oh no, he's actually dead. So Cause, uh, mother Miranda rips Ethan's heart out literally. And then he's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's dead. And you know, as somebody who didn't like Ethan winners as a character, I'm like, eh, okay, that's fine. As long as they didn't mess with Chris, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, and then, then, uh, he, th- then we find out he's actually alive and that, you know, they find that we find out he's the mold. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, it's like, okay, all right. I, I guess it's okay. What does this mean? And then, you know, he saves, he saves everybody. He takes the bomb and tells Chris to protect, protect Rose after they, you know, they find Rose. And that was just weird because I guess, you know, Rose was split up in the parts and they brought her back together because she has that ability. I guess, I, I guess, I mean, it's Resident Evil too. So I can't be too hard on it. Cause it's like a lot of, you know, just off the wall shit happened. <laughs> and speaking of off the wall, um, <laughs> that, that Heisenberg fight, <laughs> that was like some straight up Mecca, Mecca fantasy fulfilled for somebody at Capcom, I guess it was cool. I ain't gonna lie. It was, it was kind of cool. I, I did. I did enjoy it. Uh, it, it felt very over the top, even for resident evil standards, but I mean, I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. It, it. it felt, it did feel pretty epic. So I can't be mad at that. Um, BN Viento, man, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, that was a pretty dope ass segment. Uh, that shit still terrifies me. Um, got a damn big ass baby. That's just, a just, just looks creepy as hell. And you are defenseless. And, you know, having to make your way out of that was, uh, was pretty fun. Um, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool, uh, Resident Evil horror moment, which was, um, appreciated. I'd say I liked it. I liked it. The, the whole, uh, boss fight with her, with the finding the puppet. I think that was pretty cool. Pretty nice change of pace, uh, to kind of mix things up. Um, yeah, I'd say at least touching those main points of, uh, I guess contention with resident evil eight. Yeah. Those are my biggest gripes. Uh, the sponginess of the enemies, which was an issue I had with the demo, um, planted on hardcore. 
I'm not sure, at least in standard, it felt like they were spongy, but then at the same time I was having aiming issues. So I think uh, part of me was the tension of like my shots, they keep missing and whatnot, but playing on hardcore now adjusting my aiming where I'm more, way more accurate now and actually landing majority of the shots I want to. Um, and then I, I guess one factor as well as, uh, upgrading your weapons, which I, I, you know, of course would factor into a good extent that, uh, I'm not sure, um, how I feel, uh, it's, I guess, I think one thing about hardcore, I feel like your critical chance must be increased or something because, um, I found like I was shooting at heads more and, there, I was getting headshots a lot often. So I don't know if maybe this playthrough, this hardcore playthrough I was on is that RNG was on my side, but, um, I don't know. RNGs, this was maybe looking out for me, but it felt more in line with what I thought Resident Evil should feel like where, you know, you have a pretty delicate balance of a RNG when it comes to critical hits. And, you know, of course the default rule is that, you know, shotgun should, automatically headshot as well as sniper rifles, which it seemed like that was pretty much the case with some exceptions here and there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like that technically was resolved, but I guess that's yet to be seen. I don't know if maybe a recent update came out or what, but, um, yeah, the attache uh, case came back as well. Um, uh, some gripes with the attache case. It does definitely does not feel like Resident Evil four, where uh, normally when you move your items around, it lets you swap it out. Uh, if you, you know, uh, drop it on an item uh, over an item, it lets you swap it with the other one to move that. But for some reason it doesn't do that, which feels like it's, it feels like it's some, it, some bug. It doesn't feel like that's intended, but maybe it is. I don't know. But um, overall, I'd say uh, pretty, pretty good job. I, I, I am, I was very, I was satisfied even with, with the gripes aside overall, I have to say I was, was satisfied with this, uh, as a resident evil game again. I mean, of course I definitely would prefer this camera angle to not be first person though. So that is still a gripe I have, but at the same time, I, 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 I did enjoy what I played and I mean, I'm playing it again. So potentially might play it on village of shadows just out of curiosity, see how they'd switch stuff up. And, um, you know, the progression, I think you can actually switch your, you can carry your weapons to different difficulties, which I think is big too. Um, where you can actually, you know, carry a weapon you upgraded or have an infinite weapon of and carry it in another playthrough. So I might just, uh, you know, I'm tempted to just do that because I have my upgrade weapon and, you know, personally, I like to get, I like to get revenge on a game, <laughs> I guess, basically where, you know, you want to be overpowered for once <laughs> instead of all this dread and fear and, uh, you know, uh, being in, um, being in constant state of, uh, of worry, but now not having to worry and demolishing all these enemies that gave you a hard time. I need to, I, I think I kind of need that with this game as well. So yeah. Uh, speaking on the last segment in terms of the factory. Um, yeah, that's probably my other gripe too, with the, um, that last segment 
it felt too long. Uh, I felt like that, that could definitely have been cut down a bit. Um, the enemies were annoying as hell, at least the initial playthrough, because they do require a lot of more precise aiming than the other enemies, which I think that's why I was so annoyed, but now playing it on hardcore, if, and, and adjusting the aiming settings, it, they, they do feel more tolerable now, uh, after, you know, figuring out their weaknesses and how to exploit them. So yeah, all in all, uh, yeah, I have to say I, 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 I am, I am satisfied with resident evil village. Uh, I think they, <laughs> I guess they, they did right by taking a lot of inspiration from RE4. It seemed to have worked. Um, a lot more combat, uh, maybe not as much horror, um, but you know, it does have, have its moments, but overall, um, I did enjoy it. I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. So cool, cool, man. I, I went off, I went off, but I, Hey, it's resident evil. You gotta be critical. You know, I guess that is a, that is a crazy testament of it's been, I mean, not even counting the side games, man, eight, eight mainline Resident Evil games, which is kind of surreal. And they've been pretty much, pretty much consistent. I'd say like they're sticking with the times and, uh, evolving, um, compared to other, other horror games, especially, even though, you know, of course there's that discussion, um, of, uh, you know, I guess that, that branch that Resident went to where it's action more than horror and things like that. But I mean, you know, I think the tension was always there in general too. So, but yeah, that is, <laughs> that's literally all I've been playing. So, um, let's get into what I've been watching, which actually, damn, I'm very close to that. Uh, so the only thing I've really been watching is Family Guy. I'm still, I'm still catching up on all the seasons I've uh, missed out on. Um, and you know, good old Family Guy, just funny comfort. Uh, just the humor just hits with me so much in terms of just, again, making, <laughs> making fun of a lot of obvious stuff that I don't think a lot of other forms of comedy necessarily make, make fun of, uh, like just real life like human errors and stuff that you definitely never like catch in other comedies, which I always appreciate and always takes me off guard and, you know, makes me lose it. So outside of that, <laughs> pretty much nothing. Now that, uh, what, um, winter soldier is done, uh, invincible is done. Um, it's like my Thursdays are nothing now. I, I have nothing to look forward to watch. I guess Castlevania, I might, uh, you might get some impressions, uh, next episode, but that, I mean, you can binge that now. So it's like, I don't even know. It's like, what, <laughs> what merit does that, does that have now that you can like binge all episodes, which I don't know. It kind of makes me, uh, appreciative of the, um, the weekly format of releasing episodes. Um, but I think, I guess it, it probably depends on the media. I would assume, um, to some extent, it, it, I think it just overall depends, but, um, yeah, yeah. So with all that being said, I think that will conclude episode. I do it every time. 
I do it every time. Episode 104, Switches Sites. Uh, if you did appreciate like this podcast, feel free to like, rate, subscribe on your favorite podcasts and platforms. Uh, you can catch me on uh, Twitch TV slash a switch where I do record this live. Um, ideally six to eight. Uh, well, yeah, six to eight range. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, guys, uh, stay safe. Uh, get your game on. Oh, yeah. Nobody's safe.